Welcome to our podcast. We're a mother-daughter duo with a twist. I'm Taya, and I was adopted. And I'm Roz, her birth mom. I went on a search at the age of 36, and I found her. Listen in as we come together to unpack the layers of our journey. Hey there, I found hers. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast where we discuss all things adoption and reunion, but with a twist. Well, Roz, it's just you and me this time around. So how are you doing? I'm doing well. I have a little frog in my throat. You know what that means? It's like sometimes I get a little hoarse. So Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that I make it through this podcast without having to clear my throat. Okay. What about you? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good as well. I'm feeling like, you know, we're getting to a point where we're about to um, wrap up another season, right? And, And we've had quite a few interesting guests this season so far, don't you think? Oh, yes. Very interesting. I enjoyed every single one of our guest speakers. They lent a lot of valuable information for our listeners, as well as us, on what they're doing, whether it's writing a book, if they're a therapist, if they're a foster parent, if they're an adoptive mom or birth mom. So we've had a lot of guests that shared great information with us. Oh, I know, right? I mean, we were able to connect pretty much with someone all over the adoption triad and then some, right? And and I definitely did also learn a lot about each of their stories, um, their experiences. And, and I as well hope that our listeners maybe found one or even two episodes that they particularly enjoyed. And in fact, I'm going to put in the poll in, in our, in this episode, I'm going to reach out and invite our listeners to share their favorite interview with us. I think it'll be interesting to see um, what kind of feedback we get. So yeah, but today it's just you and I. Yay. And we've got <laughs> We've got quite an interesting episode. I feel like Um, this episode could be maybe one of our most profound um, recordings because of the experience that we had this year. Right. And, and, and that is, you know, kind of leading us into this, we're, we're going to talk about the day after my birthday, October the 2nd, where I, as a 53 year old now, we decided to do an adventure of a lifetime and go back to the place where it all began, the place of my birth and also my relinquishment. We went to St. Anne's, the home for unwed mothers, located in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. Can you believe that we did that? I can't believe it. Wow. I felt like I was walking through clouds. Like, Mm. are we really here? Did I really come here 53 years ago and gave birth to you? How did it feel walking into that building? 
going up the stairs, looking around at the rooms and the people and the pictures and being in the chapel, in the cafeteria. Of course, they have renovated this place, but for five decades, I had to look at the idea of St. Anne's Home for Unwed Mothers as a place in the past. And now I'm standing here and it became real again. Mm, yes. Oh my goodness. You know, I, I have to say that I think that you were so brave in returning to this place um, because I kind of had said at some point in our journey that you're returning back to the place that was probably your very first experience of loss. Yes. And you were walking through these doors and I could tell that you were embodying all of the feelings that had been stored away for 53 years. So I think it was extraordinary um, for you to do such a thing. Yeah, it brought tears to my eyes. I felt like I was shaking in my body, looking around, walking around, trying to recall what it was like when I was there, when you were born. And will something hit me? Will it snap into reality like, yes, this is the place. And I'll tell you about when that moment happened as we get more into the podcast. Yes, yes. I think it's also very important to note that what added an even more extraordinary um, experience to this day was that my sister joined us. Yes. You know, yes. the fact that, that the three of us, you know, took on this adventure and we're driving this hour plus time, right? Arriving and looking for the very specific address of this home. And we're actually trying to maneuver into this really small parking space. <laughs> Yes, it was a tight squeeze. <laughs> it was a very tight squeeze, but we made it work. And yes. then, you know, we get out and we start to walk across the street, you know, to the actual place. And I'm, you know, watching you and I'm wondering, what do you remember maybe initially? as you placed your feet on the actual grounds of St. Anne's? Well, St. Anne's was obviously, yeah, I was 16. I remember steps. I remember walking into a building. And like I said, it's been renovated, so it looks different now. But the feeling was there, that spirit, that sense of, wow, I think I have been on these steps in this place before. And it felt 
familiar. Mm. So as I looked around, I was, like I said, shaking because it was uh, going back in time to a place where, like you said, it all began. And I was there for a couple of months. So it was my home for mm -hmm. a couple of months until I gave birth to you. And then I left without you. Yeah. So, so okay. So, so tell me this. We're, you know, kind of recalling that timeline. I know that you shared. Did you actually share with my grandmother that you were pregnant? Or did she kind of come to the conclusion because of the shape and the change of you? Yeah, she approached me one morning and, you know, I was afraid to say anything. And she came up to me and I'm sure my stomach was protruding a little. And she looked at me and she said, you're pregnant, aren't you? And I looked at her and started crying. And I said, yes, yes, I am. Mm -hmm. She said, when were you planning to tell me? And I said, I just don't know. But the time would have come, I'm sure, as I got bigger, as some things were changing in my body, that I would have to tell her eventually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she approached me. Okay, okay. And then some of what I remember, but you give me more clarity, is did you... You stayed with an aunt and uncle for a period of time before you actually went to the home, correct? Yes. Um, I imagine, I think I remember my parents saying that they were going to place me in a home to give up my child for adoption, but there was no vacancy. So I needed to go by a relative who lived far away <clears throat> so that I could uh, stay with them until a room became available. And that's what I did. I stayed okay. with relatives. Okay. And so then you know, they came back that... and picked me up to bring me to St. Anne's. Okay. Something that just kind of stirred in me is, do you remember if when your, when your mom approached you about being pregnant, was there an opportunity to talk about what we're going to do? Or was it immediately decided that we're going to have you place the child for adoption, place me for adoption? I believe if my mother had any suspicions, she probably thought ahead. Like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? keep the baby, give the child up for adoption. You know, what are the options? Without asking me, what do you want to do? I was never asked, what did I want to do? It was, like I said in a previous episode, the decision was made for me. That decision was made. So it probably took a few days for her to come to some conclusion 
maybe look into adoption and where I could live until you were adopted. So I would imagine she thought about all of that before they even took me to St. Anne's. Yeah. But I think what I'm hearing you reiterate is that there was not a discussion from the time that she confronted you about being pregnant to when the decision of you, you know, saying first with your aunt and uncle, there wasn't a dialogue with you about, hey, what do, what do you, what are we going to do? Or what are your thoughts? It was basically, hey, this is what the plan is. Exactly. That's okay. all I can remember. There was no discussion. Okay. 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 So then when you are um, actually staying with your aunt and uncle, do you remember if you stayed with them before your actual birthday? Or I think you said you stayed a couple of months at St. Anne's, right? So that means right. you actually turned 17 in the home? Yes, I oh. had my birthday oh. at St. Anne's home for unwed mothers because um, you were born just, what, two weeks like, later? Yeah, two weeks <laughs> later. Oh, so, my goodness. Uh, I do remember, you know, even though I was tucked away in a secret place, I do remember my parents visiting me once. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I believe they took me out to dinner. So it might have been for my birthday. Oh. Because I was still pregnant. Okay. Okay. And where we went to eat, I'm sure they were very conscious about who's going to see us. Hopefully we don't run into anybody we know, that kind of thing. Um, but we went out to eat. And it was nice to be out of the home and with my parents at a place that we could just enjoy a moment together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. So yeah, so we're we're now coming back to the the place. Like you said, you're walking on the grounds. It felt familiar. Yes, there have been renovations, but now you're walking back with me. Yes, yes. Oh my, my baby goodness. all grown up. <laughs> yeah, I'm now 53 years old. You had not returned any other time prior. So right. we're walking, you know, toward the front doors, you know, and and um and I'm trying to capture the moment. I'm thinking in my head, okay, she's about to walk through these doors for the first time after 53 years. And so when we get inside, you know, there's a, a gentleman behind the desk. And I remember you saying, hello, we're walking around because my daughter here was born here when I was 16. So this is the first time coming back. So, you know, kind of walk me through how you were feeling walking through those doors and approaching the gentleman and, you know, saying what she said. Yeah, well, 
that's the place where you were born, Taya. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that there must have been some feelings inside of you as well, like, wow, this is the place where I was born. And although I was re- relinquished, this is where I spent the last two months in the womb of my mother. And now I'm born here and left behind. Mm-hmm. to be approached later by strangers mm-hmm. that would adopt me or mm-hmm. take me into foster care. Mm-hmm. So I felt like walking through there, yes, that was the place. But I also felt like this is where Taya was born. How does that feel for her? And although she may not have any feelings she might have an inkling of an idea of what it feels like to walk into a place where she was born because there was a hospital connected to the home. So can I ask you if you had any feelings when we stepped foot in that place? Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because I feel like I had, I was holding kind of two spaces at the same time, meaning you know, I was very much zoomed in on you. You know, I had my phone camera and I'm, you know, trying to document a little bit of this and, and, and I'm paying attention to your breath, you know, I'm paying attention to how I hear your voice, you know, so that's why I was feeling like, okay, she's really embodying this because she's, her tone of voice is, is slightly different. Um, there's the breathing, you know, like when you're coming back to something that kind of has a lot of mixed emotions to it, right? Yeah. Some anxiousness and whatnot. Right. And so, so I'm, I'm very much, you know, glued to you and observing you, but then I'm also kind of like, Hey, this is, this is where I was born. This is my very first time. And I don't know, honestly, if that's a, a normal thing, you know, for moms. Yeah. I mean, I would think in, in regular world, right. You know, when moms give birth to their child in a hospital and whatnot, I mean, that hospital is probably somewhere within the neighborhood. And so the, the child at some point has a reference point that that was the hospital they were born in, you know? So for me, it, it was, it was interesting because it was my very first time ever, you know, having a visual of the very place that I was born. Um, and so there was that sense of like awe too and, and just right. connecting with, okay, this is this is where this is where I was born. But I think I was a lot more attuned to you and observing you um, because because you had the lived experience of being there. Right. Yeah. I probably yeah. had the the glossy eyes and the looking around and feeling somewhat connected and disconnected. And it's like, what is her mind thinking? Why is she staring and looking around? And what is she feeling exactly. about this? And yes, I was feeling every emotion you could think of. I think when I went into the chapel, Mm -hmm. I started crying because I remembered that. 
And then we walked around and saw the cafeteria and it's like, wow, I I remember it was like a greenish color, Mm -hmm. but now it's repainted. But yes, some of this looks familiar where we would come in and grab our tray, get our food and sit down. And of course, all the girls were pregnant. And so we were, you know, probably laughing and talking and maybe a little scared if the time was coming close to we would give birth. Mm -hmm. But uh, there was, do you mind if I talk about the, the hallway? No, that's where, yeah, I want us to get to that because I think that was just one of the most profound moments right there. Yeah, it's like, you know, you remember your room, the dorm room. There was a, a row of rooms where it was like two girls to a room, two beds, the, the dresser and the desk and all that. And I remember the rooms were down a long hallway. But when I went into labor with you, I remember being rolled out of my room and going down a long hallway to double doors. And through those double doors was the hospital side. And when the gentleman who was taking us on a tour throughout St. Anne's, he said, this is where the dorm rooms used to be. Now they're offices for us. And down the hall this way through the double doors is where the hospital was. And I got chills. I thought I was going to faint. Oh. I said, down this hall? Wow. I can't believe this. This is the hallway where all of this took place. I remember the long hallway. I remember some of it so vividly that I had to make sure I didn't faint because all of a sudden it's like, you know how, when you kind of fade in and out with your thoughts, Mm -hmm. I was thinking, this is it. This Mm -hmm. is it. I remember this exact spot. And so when he pointed at the double doors, I took over and then I had to, get a grip on myself because I thought this is the last thing I remember in St. Anne's because after I gave birth to you and relinquished you, then I went home. Mm -hmm. So I was in the hospital for a couple of days and then went home. So now that's the end Mm -hmm. of the journey in St. Anne's for me, that long hallway. And yes, there were rooms that we had classes in because all of us were, you know, young teenagers. And so we had to have math, science, English, of course, theology, you know, because we went to Catholic schools and that was a Catholic facility. And so continuing our education so that we can resume where we left school-wise. We had to have those classes. So it wasn't just sitting around watching TV. Mm -hmm. The girls were involved in education 
and follow up. So that part, I think, that long hallway is, I'll Mm -hmm. never forget it. I still see it right now when uh, the, the tour person said, you know, here's where the rooms were, the dorm, and down this long hallway was the hospital through those double doors. I don't know if I froze or if you captured my face, but I was frozen in a moment thinking about that long hallway. Oh, wow. Wow. I think what I remember was connecting on the fact that that was this, the point in which both of us, although you had the actual physical experience of it, this was, this was both of our first experience of loss. Yes. Because, like you said, the double doors represented, you know, giving birth and not coming back. Right. Yeah. And and so for me as the infant, it is my last time being in the womb. Yes. You know, and so therefore there there was no further connection to you anymore after that. Yeah. And so that was I, the ending moment. Yeah. And it's so really sad like, when I think about it. Say that one more time. I said it's really sad when I think about it. Mm-hmm. The double doors. Yeah. Was the, the end. Doors. The double doors was the end. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that was that intersecting moment. Yeah. Right, for you to, in a sense, come back and then. That was the end in as, as a 17-year-old, and then 53 years later, you know, you come back, and it's, you know, with me, with our, your daughter, my sister, and again, how amazing and profound that your body is able to remember all of that, right? Yeah. It's, it's just it's just an interesting time frame when you put it all together. The other thing that that I thought about too and I didn't say this earlier, but the other thing that I thought about is how there's no pictures of you pregnant with me. Right. You Remember know? it so was a dark secret. Yeah. And so so again it it just to me compounds the layer around the secrecy of it all right and oh yeah that, and that there's there is actually not any real physical memory you know of that time for you other than your own sense of being embodied in that time you know right. how your body is able to remember moments and and you know pictures and you know putting it all together but there's not like a VHS or, a, you know, or whatever would have been the form of recording back then in the 70s. Yeah, those Kodak, <laughs> those Kodak moments, right? Yeah, there was Kodak. none. Yeah, no Polaroids, no Polaroids. 
no, of me nothing. and you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yes. So I, I also kind of, you know, am reminded of just the, the experience of being guided, you know, into St. Anne's now and it's transformation. It, it, it's, you know, this full service place now and they, you know, provide all these different services now. And one of the things that was emphasized was that they provide mental health services. Yes, yes. And I, and I remember my heart just kind of leaping when they shared that they have counselors there right? Yeah. There's this kind of full circle moment, I think, in the, in a lot of ways with this, because, you know, I'm a therapist, they have therapists available. Um, there's, there's the sense of their goal now is to do everything they can to ensure that the mother and child stay together. And yes, which that is to the me complete is a full circle. opposite. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was opposite when I was there. There was no keeping your baby. There was mm-hmm. no counseling. Mm-hmm. There were no therapists on hand mm-hmm. to talk to us young girls about what life would be like with or without our child. Mm-hmm. It was, you come here, you give birth, you leave empty handed, no mm-hmm. follow up. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. It was so good to hear how that facility, St. Anne's, has transformed into a full service facility of health, mental health, and well being for the mother and the child. It was, again, it was just very, um, very profound to see how it's evolved, you know, over 50 something years later. Yeah. And they showed us the little apartments, the one bedroom apartments where the mother and child could live. Mm -hmm. They had classes Mm -hmm. on, um, you know, the prenatal, of course, but then Mm -hmm. after the baby was born, they even had the childcare facilities where mm-hmm. here's where the zero to three months were taken care of and the staff and then the three to six months and then the six months to a year old mm-hmm. and then the, the one to two year old child and their engagement, their mm-hmm. education, their nurturing continued. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they say until like five years old, like through kindergarten, I the think educational so. component was, and then so. I guess they yeah. went to an and outside then they could facility. Go to, you know, the school, yeah, the neighboring school. Right, right. right. Yeah, I, I, I definitely um, just appreciate, you know, learning. And, I'm, and I was so thankful, you know, that they were willing um, to treat us in such a way that you know, they gave us a tour of everything. You were considered oh, yeah. alumni there, you yeah, know? Yeah, they said, yeah. what did they say? I was an alumni. Yeah. 
yeah. birth parent. And I, out of all the years that they worked there, they only remember two or three alumni uh -huh. birth parents coming yes. to visit afterwards. So I was feeling very special. And I'm mm -hmm. sure you did too, because you were born there. Exactly. And you were like one of their, one of their babies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was an interesting, profound enlightenment, full circle, like you said. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So yeah, so so we probably spent a good two hours there, right? I don't think we right. had intended it when we when we arrived that we would be there for the amount of time that we did, but I think it was well worth it, right? The full two hours that we were there. And, and so, so then, you know, we're, we're, we're wrapping up our time there and we decide, well, you decide, and, and we find out in, in route that we're going to go to your first home, uh, not too far from St. Anne's. Was this the home that you actually moved to from New Orleans to when you guys moved to LA? Yeah, I think there was a house that we rented, my parents rented when we first moved from New Orleans. But then, you know, they they bought a house. And so we went to visit that house. Now, you know, it's unlikely you're going to go knock on the door and say, hey, I used to live here. Can I come in and look around? Oh, I wish we did, though. No, no. <laughs> but it's like, I would have never had the the courage I wouldn't to have do had something the courage, like that. Yet, right. Yeah. So we passed by the house, we parked, we took pictures and that's the house I lived in when we moved to, from New Orleans uh, after that temporary housing uh, house that we lived in. And then just looking up and down the street of the neighborhood, you know, we used to walk to school from there. We had our neighborhood friends and of course, nobody is still there. I would imagine because it's been so many years that uh, even the ones we still know of, because I have a friend who was our next door neighbor and now she lives in Georgia. So it's like I knew she was down the street and now in another state, but no one else mm -hmm. we knew. Mm -hmm. So it was fun. It was actually very a reflecting moment to see mm -hmm. the home because after I gave birth to you and went back home, that's where I lived mm -hmm. until I got married. Mm -hmm. You know, I did my high school, finished my high school year, uh, independent study. I got a job. I went away to college, came back to that house, got married and then moved so we were in that house for a very long time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we have just a few minutes because, you know, we didn't necessarily look at what time the cemetery closed. But then we decide to quickly make our way to the Inglewood Cemetery where my parents are laid to rest. And we make it there just in the nick of time, right? Because there is a right. guard at the door and, and, and he's saying there's 10 minutes or five minutes before we close. And, and there's, you know, me having to use my own body memory to find out where they are because I didn't have a map or any kind of like 
you know, directory. I just had to trust within the window of time that we were given that I'm going to find where their nameplates are. And we find their nameplates. We found it. We did it just in the nick of time. Yes, And the guy, like I said, he's like saying, we're about to close. (laughs) And I'm like... (laughs) Mom, and we're yes, like, no, I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna find you. And thankfully, I find yes. them. We and we're started able praying, to... Jesus, help us find our our parents, Taya's mm-hmm. parents, so that we can be in this place where it ended for them, for Taya. So we went from the beginning of life to the end of her parents' life. In one day, the full yeah. day, we got an yeah. early start. And like yeah. you said, it took an hour or so to get there. But then we traveled all around and we made a point of touching base mm-hmm. at the cemetery to bring it all to a conclusion before we went out to dinner. What a beautiful, beautiful day. I know. And what did, what did uh, your sister call that day? Yeah, she was so like at the end, we were so full. And, you know, all we could really do in that moment was just kind of pause and hug each other. Right. Because it was so many emotions that we were carrying throughout the day. And she was like, you know what, this this experience today. Feels like we went from the womb to the tomb, from the womb to the tomb. Exactly. Perfect fitting name for that day, that full day yes. from the womb to the tomb. Yes. It was such a full day, such a full day. For both yeah. of us. It mm-hmm. was, and for your sister, she, she actually cried a little bit because she said something to the effect. Wow. When we were at St. Anne's, this is where my sister was left behind. Mm. And no family was there to hold her, to hug her, to kiss her. She was alone with strangers. And it really made her cry. And then we went to the cemetery. And, you know, God is with us. I'm telling you, I say it over and over again in almost every episode. God was with us for every moment that we spend together. And to allow us to get to the cemetery in time before the doors were locked. That's a defining moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, yes. Oh, we yeah. prayed for us to find your parents' gravesite in time so that we didn't have to drive all the way back to L.A. the next day and start over. So yes. it wrapped up the day very well, didn't it? It did. It really did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah. What, what a monumental moment we had in our life, you know, celebrating my 53rd birthday. Any, any, any closing thoughts, anything that, you know, comes to mind when we think about everything that we kind of recaptured for that day? Well, I just want to hug you again (laughs) right now, this very moment. We hugged and kissed and cried and laughed so much that day. But I just want to hug you again. So let me Mm. just give you 
a virtual hug, if yes. I will. Yes, indeed. I take it. I take it. Yes, yes. <laughs> because from the womb to the tomb, it's a special moment for both of us and your sister. Mm-hmm. And then when we share the story with, like, my brothers and sister and other relatives, it's like, wow, you guys really captured everything. You did what you set out to do. You learned. You grew. You unveiled the whole secrecy of the pregnancy, the going away to a home for unwed mothers, the living the life afterwards. We unveiled all the secrecy, and now we're sharing it. Mm-hmm. on a podcast with our friends who mm-hmm. love to listen to us. So thank you for listening. Thank you for spending this time with us as we shared our special moments together. And I look forward to every visit that we make in person, whether I come to Texas or you come back to California. And we will always make sure We could go to St. Anne's and the Mm -hmm. cemetery Mm -hmm. on each of those trips Mm -hmm. so that we can redo it again. I love you, Tara. I love you. Oh, my goodness. Wow, wow, wow. Well, there you have it, listeners. Another episode done. And we can't help but thank each and every one of you for listening to our podcast. We've got one more episode to share with you all before we close out season two and take a break. But something that you can do for us in the meantime is continue to share your favorite episodes with friends. And then also take a look at the I Found Her merchandise and purchase a signature t-shirt or hoodie for the holidays. And then be on the lookout for our finale, which will publish on December the 20th. Until then, this is Taya and Roz where we discuss all things adoption and reunion, but with a twist.